With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkins? <laughs> This is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wasted potential. Are you drunk? (laughs) I am so drunk right now. Welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors, we're worse. I'm Ryan Lasala. And I'm Clarabelle A. Ortega. And we're two authors reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. Before we get started, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on anchor.fm slash badauthorbookclub. We're on Twitter at badauthorpod, on Instagram at badauthorbookclub, and our website is badauthorbookclub.wordpress.com. Bum, bum, bum. Bitch, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm I've been ready. I've been ready for a long time. My hand is on the clutch. <laughs> my my pedal is to the metal. <laughs> And I'm rocking down Model and Highway. <sighs> also, before we get started, y'all, uh, quick shout out to the Discord, which blew up this week when oh, yeah. there was like Model Land news. And when I say Model Land news, I mean like Model Land, the like theme park that Tyra Banks is, <laughs> is launching. I was on a bus back from, I was in Boston this weekend and I was on my way back and like, news got teased about this, and I was cackling on the bus, like, about all of the, the, the hype about this, and, uh, and then it devolved into, like, we had a whole discussion about, like, the geography of Model Land, I I don't know, y'all give me life, I, shout out to the Discord, I love y'all. Yeah, the Discord is the best, um, and if you want to join, you actually can, the link is in our show notes, and we love welcoming new members into the fold. Yeah, and we're bound to have some interesting exposure as Tyra Banks opens up her model and theme park and people invariably discover the book and then probably also discover the podcast. So now's <laughs> the time to get into Discord so you can be an OG hot queen. Yes. So, transition noise. Today's episode is Chapter 42 of Model Land by Tyra Banks, Le Troy Copines. <laughs> How do you say that? What is that? Is that French? It is French. It is would it? be more like Le Trois Copinettes or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And I, it means like the three girlfriends. Le Trois Copinettes. Copinet. <laughs> is that good? I, you guys can't see, but I'm like giving like a little shimmy. With yeah. The <laughs> Suddenly there's a baguette in his hand. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to all our French listeners. Yeah, sorry to the Francophiles on the phone, but we, uh, we're we going to not go back and correct that and leave that one in. We're just going to leave it. We're just going <laughs> to let it be. Um, okay, so, so... Start us off. This chapter immediately made me laugh. <laughs> um, so if you remember from the last chapter, the Belladonna was like emerging from like her stone encasing. Like she's a statue and it was like all the stone was falling off and like... 
um, the last piece to fall off was the stone from her face so that we could see what she looked like. Um, so the chapter begins and all the unicas are like, ooh. (laughs) And then it says, boo. The belladonna answered like a seductive ghost. (laughs) Why would Tyra do this? What was the reason? What was the reason? Like, and I was like, oh, like, first of all, I cackled. Second of all, I thought maybe there's a reason for this. There's no reason. There's no, like, additional ghost metaphor to any of this. At all. The Belladonna is just kind of, kind of crazy. And yeah, I she immediately was like, oh my God, in the Model Land, like, stage production that we've been talking about, Tyra Banks is also playing the Belladonna. They're all Tyra Banks. Yeah. It's a one woman show. <laughs> yeah. She's everyone. She's everyone. It's gonna person. be that one special where Cher was everyone. What was the what was the play? That it she was West did? Side Story, I think that she was doing. <laughs> yeah. I forget. Yes. Please. On tonight's production of West Side Story, I will be playing all the parts. Tyra <laughs> <laughs> Banks and Model Lamp. But Incredible. So So the Belladonna goes, ooh, like a seductive <laughs> ghost. And Shiraz is like, a sense of humor this one's got in her, like, broken English. Why is she and, suddenly Yoda? Like, why? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's more to do with my recounting than her actual, No, it but... says a humor of sense she has. Like, oh, Shiraz yeah, right. never talked like that. Like, her English is broken, but now she's speaking backwards suddenly. And I'm like, Yet okay. another microaggression against my Italian ex-heritage <laughs> is just Tyra Banks. <laughs> Knows no limit to her bigotry. <laughs> so the Belladonna is described as like fucking gorgeous. I mm. thought she was going to be like horrible looking because she hides like all the time. But no, she's actually stunning. She's got olive skin, high cheekbones. Her lips are defined, which is a hysterical description. Yeah. Most people's lips are like anime people with no <laughs> lips, but she's got them. And... Uh, her eyes are the darkest coal black irises Tookie had ever seen. Yeah. So she's she's just so beautiful. All of the um, unicas are like in awe of her. Um, my note said, because she's what? Sickening bitch. And yeah. um, they all fall to their knees, basically, because she's so beautiful, which is like very funny to me. And she also had this like really cool shape-shifting dress that mm-hmm. like changes from style to style and apparently depending on what style she like chooses that dictates like what's popular in fashion and CL calls her a fashion a fashion dictator because of this um she like mm-hmm. whispers it and then persimmon Persim- kicks her for talking <laughs> but this part really got me because it says she gave CL a a swift kick in the side with her pointy toe boot. So it doesn't say in her leg or her ankle, in her side. So that implies like her torso. So she's like <laughs> fucking roundhouse kicking people like Chuck yeah. Morris and like the like what is happening right now? I also was so shocked by that because it could have been so easy for her to be like she stepped on Seal's toe, but no she she does like a full roundhouse kick kicks right. her, like the ribs it's like shut the fuck up. it's already bad that sh- that there's so much like physical violence in this yeah. book that's like not okay but like that just makes it so ridiculous yeah and this is also like this and the next chapter felt like somehow like we're, we've been off the hinges for 
eons. We've since stepped out of the closet that we started recording in because the there's no hinges. Mm-hmm. Somehow, like we're get it's getting crazier. <laughs> it is. It's all in the small details, right? Like even the smallest sides, like oh, like a character, like you know, when someone should have nudged someone for being impolite, they kick them in the side with right. a roundhouse kick. Like, right. It is, Full histrionic. Like, I, the editors have stopped listening at this point. Like, they're all passed out on the floor, like, covered in, like, Cheeto dust. Uh, because they just cannot go any further. And they've been pulling so many all-nighters trying to get this book finished. And they've stopped paying attention. Like, mods are asleep. We're reading Model <laughs> Land. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It's so funny because I had that same exact thought. I was like, we have to point this out because this is what makes the book so hard to read so hard to sort of like describe to people i shared a couple of like screenshots of passages in the discord because Mm -hmm. i wanted people to see like just how much like description there is like unless we're reading it to you or giving you like a specific line it's so hard for you to understand just like how dense this book is and how many weird things happen at like every single opportunity like the smallest moment where like you said it should just be something that's like not remarkable at all just becomes a weird moment suddenly because of her choice of words what and what i'll give tyra is that every single word carries weight like it none of it really is actually useful but like every single word is working for its position because it's dense because of this like everything is happening all the time, all at once. Yeah. Great movie, by the way. But, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, Seal gets kicked with a roundhouse kick by Persimmon. Mm. And the Belladonna stares, or actually squints at mm. Creamy, right? Which is important, so we'll note this. And she's like, this is not happening. Like, how did this, this person invade my chambers on such an important day? Which kind of misses the point that she invited her in a second ago <laughs> yes she literally told her to come she's like take the zip zap and come to my room like right. she, was like, she didn't invade in. and then begins like a weird like a weird moment where cl's like wow your mom she's talking to toki she's like your mom is standing up to the belladonna like i really like i really like that lady like she's she seems like a pretty cool lady <laughs> which felt like so weird and Eventually, like, that'll make a little bit more sense, but Tookie goes, oh, you can have her, which I thought was funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm happy whenever Tookie says more than, like, uh, uh or, uh. like, stutters. Every, every time it makes her stutter because her mom is there, it just, like, it makes me angry because I wish she would have overcome that by this point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the Belladonna and Creamy start ex- exchanging um, insults. Uh, Creamy calls her Rock Wench, which I really loved. That's pretty good. And then Creamy starts saying there's a rumor that the Belladonna, like, her soul is filthy and she sold it. But when CL asks for more info, the Belladonna just, like, yells silence and stops them from talking. Yes. But there's definitely... There's secrets here. There are secrets here, and there we are know some secrets here. <laughs> yes, and we know that. And I'm like, give them to me. We are on a trail towards discovery. Yeah, uh, and the day of discovery. The day of discovery. The day of discovery is almost upon us. And it we, is, honey. We're gonna be, we're gonna be walking. We're gonna be discovering. And walking. Gonna, yeah, guys, get your smizes on. Touch yeah, get discovery. them on, quick. Yellow dresses <laughs> from the dumpster. Let's go. Let's go. Get your, get your dream bag number six or whatever it was. <laughs> the dream bag number six, bitch. So they are... I I did not think this conversation was going to go where it went. I thought the Belladon was going to come in and it was going to be this great, like, 
the almighty Oz type of moment, but immediately, immediately, the scene just diminishes itself into, like, squabbling between Creamy and the Belladonna yeah. and kind of CL, but mostly Creamy and the Belladonna start, like, bickering immediately, like sisters, like you said, and... The Belladonna, Belladonna's like, I should be at my stadium. And then she's like, Alexa, show me the stadium. And like, the Uaspa, like, shows, like, a panoramic view of the stadium. So we start to kind of, like, we get to see all the, the happenings, the ceremonies that they're not right. currently at. Right. That they're supposed to be at. And uh, there's a bunch of description about, like, what's happening in the stadium. I don't know that any of that really matters. It's mostly there to show that, like... We're not where we're supposed to be, and right. here's all the stuff that's happening. And it's like, you know, circus freaks jumping up and down, all the Bellas. All the civilians, all 43,000 of them. The board? Oh, the board's there? The board, B-O-R-E-D. I Which think, I... yeah, like, I feel like our Discord forgot that they existed, um, but I yes. Asked, so did I. <laughs> I also forgot the board. <laughs> the board was there. Oh, I like the one. So, in this, like, bunch of description, I did, like, um, the moment where... And by the way, this is how Tookie sees the world anyways. The stadium, like, the vision of the stadium is just zooming in on random things, which is very, like, Tookie de la Creme anyways. Mm -hmm. So the vision of the stadium zooms in on all the Intoxabellas that are watching, and we get Katucha, who is in the ceremony at the beginning of the book, um, Sindisi, who's hot... Uh, and then there's Dalma, one of the most amazing cat workers of all times, walked in place regally for the crowd. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> um, we also see Fiona from Catwalk Quarter, and she's quote unquote popping pills because, you know, that's that's what she's doing. Because <laughs> that's, that's her personality. Yeah. Um, so it's like basically they're like holograms of people, right? It feels like yeah. they're right there. And so like... Um, the girls start like making fun of um Zarpeza and Chase. Um mm. Dylan like moons them. Oh yeah. And <laughs> Piper said Piper's pretending to like crush their heads and she's like, Take that bitches, who's translucent now? That was funny. I really liked that. That was good for me. <laughs> but meanwhile, like Persimmon and the Persimmon's there. It's important that she, you know, that she's mm. there. And the Belladonna and like all the adults are like bickering and they're like unaware of the Unica's hijinks is what is what like the the book says, which is just so silly. Like we're supposed to be at this big pivotal moment and the girls are just like goofing off, like yeah. running around this like hologram stadium and like it it, it doesn't have the gravity of this like big revelatory At all. moment that it should. At all. It's just like silliness and and uh, and as Latrice Royale would say, romp a room fuckery. <laughs> 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 it's so- it's so it's so true though because like you have to be really careful about where you place like jokes and like joking around yes. and if there's a moment of tension. Then yeah. you don't want, you can add a joke at a certain moment to like give your reader some relief, but it has to be very carefully placed and it has to be there for like a reason, right? Like right. if there's a character who's trying to like diffuse the tension or like uses humor as like their coping mechanism, but no, they're just being silly. And Persimmon is like yelling at them to stop and she's like, you're in the presence of the Belladonna, but the Belladonna is not even paying attention at all because her eyes are on Creamy. And it's yes. almost like she's worried about something. So, like, I'm yeah. wondering, like, what is she worried about? Like, what is going on? Why is this person who's supposed to be all powerful at this place 
so worried about creamy right now. Right. And that's where the reader's eyes should be. As an author, right. you always want to pay attention to like where you're directing the reader to look because mm. you control the scene, right? You're sort of a director in that sense. Like you frame the shot. And if you're splitting a reader's attention between like the overarching plot of a scene and like characters fucking running around mooning one another, like as a reader, I'm confused. And I'm actually kind of frustrated with our characters because I'm like, would you guys get off the fucking page? Like I'm trying to pay attention to like the important thing here. Mm. And like, Tyra's not even paying attention to it. So no. like, how do we, how do we even know that it matters? Right. But... She's, she's eating whipped cream and regurgitating it. And she's typing <laughs> no! all of this. And the thing is that like, I really wish that the person who was noticing these things was Tookie. I wish Tookie was telling us like, yeah, what's going on. Like she's noticing that like, like the Belladonna's looking at Creamy, like why, right? Like mm-hmm. I want her mm-hmm. to have the questions, but she doesn't because no. Cream Tookie's useless as per usual. So we finally discover what Creamy's confrontation is all about. Right. Creamy walks right up to the Belladonna, and for some reason, I thought it was going to be something else, but no, she just goes, "There's been a mistake. My ugly daughter's here. It should be my hot daughter. Yeah, like switch them out." And, of course, that's what Creamy's been saying the entire time. But for whatever reason, with, like, all of the, like, twisty things that have been happening, I just didn't think that that was literally going to be what she was there to do. I thought that there was going to be some other ulterior motive behind her going through the whole diabolical divide. But it is simply just to make this switch. Yeah, I agree with you. I also thought it was going to be something more exciting and sort of something we weren't expecting. But... You know, that's on us. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's <laughs> Shoot. So the Belladonna is like, no, there's no mistakes on the Day of Discovery. Mm-hmm. And Tookie is looking at Ziel like, uh-oh, I know, you know, the truth. And Ziel's like, don't say anything. Like, she motions to her not to say anything. But, like, at this point, Tookie doesn't know why she's at Modeland, right? So right. she should be exchanging those looks with her friends, not with CL, because her friends are the ones that don't belong there. She doesn't know that, she, like, why she's there or if she does or doesn't belong there, but she knows for sure that her three friends aren't supposed to be there at all. Right, right. So the Belladonna is clearly lying about the no mistakes at Modeland thing, but then she reveals something, which is important, that, like, basically she says, Creamy, like, this is actually about some grudge that you've got. Or Creamy says that to the Belladonna, I Mm -hmm. forget. But basically revealing that, like, no, no, like, the real reason you're... Like, there are no mistakes on the Day of Discovery. Like, you're here because you're still angry about something that happened all those years years ago. Which, like is an important thing and it's where the chapter will go Toki then becomes single-mindedly obsessed with discovering this truth right like Toki should be thinking about like oh my god am i deserving i've worked so hard but instead like because tyra wants to kind of get to this like funny big twist like the setup is really clumsy because suddenly Toki's like obsessed with it but why would she care about any of this like her right. priority up until now has been about like do I belong my own safety? But now she's like, I need to know what happened between these two women because clearly something happened. Now they're talking about it. Right. And it would have been different if, like, she thought she was a part of it or involved some way. I I actually don't think it's unrealistic for her to not want to know sort of what they're talking about because, like, it's her mom, right? Like, how does her mom even know the Belladonna? But I, I would... I, w- I would think that would be the focus more so than what's the secret. Like, how do they know each other? Like, what's going on? Like, well, it could be, you you know, you could, it could set up as in like, uh, 
Like, okay, like the setup could be, oh my God, I've always had this question mark, question mark about where I belong. Clearly there's more to like my origin. These women know each other. Like I'm, I'm the connection between all of these different things. Like that's how I discover what my purpose is or like what is going on with me. Right. Well, like there's. Right. That, or, be or I'm being used. Right. Something like that. Be- yeah. Because she's, because Creamy's. Creamy's the one who tells the Belladonna, like, you're still bitter, like, you're holding a ridiculous grudge, like, that's why you're doing this. So she's saying, like, the reason why you did this, the reason why you picked Tookie was because of revenge. Like, she's basically saying that. So yeah. in that moment, Tookie should be like, what the fuck? Like, why, what, what have you done to the Belladonna? Like, right? So right. they start, like, they're physically pulling Tookie back and forth and this part just made me want to throw the book across the room because Tookie makes no attempt to get away from them yeah she's literally being pulled wait oh we skipped something important before the pulling Creamy is oh Miracle starts dancing to the music oh my god the hologram Creamy slaps the fuck out of her like is like stop that fucking dancing these are our lives that matter like mm. why like don't you know that I like fought through the diabolical divide for you and and Miracle is like yeah dummy like I was there and she says it and Tookie notes that it was um she said it in a voice that sounded lucid almost intelligent yeah <laughs> like not her usual daffiness and then she storms out of the room and runs to the runs to the stadium just sprints to the stadium oh my god and it's it's really funny because miracle tells i mean creamy tells miracle to stop the devil dancing that made me laugh a lot so the belladonna basically admits she says like her heart has never healed and she did want to get revenge by bringing Tookie there instead of Miracle and making Creamy catch the Pilgrim Plague. But she's disappointed that she like survived and made it to Model Land anyway. Right. And so then, so Miracle gets slapped. She runs out of the room. Yeah. (laughs) And then this whole time, like Creamy is still holding on to Tookie and she tells the Belladonna, like make it official or else I'll tell them. Yeah. She's threatening her with a secret. And, Belladonna snickers. She's like, I have no idea what your mother's talking about. And then the Belladonna snickers and she says, I have no idea what your mother is talking. Oh my God. He wants to be on the podcast. He He has something to say. Yes. Oh my God. Woof, woof. So, okay. The Belladonna snickers and she's like, I have no idea what your mother is talking about, Tookie, but there are two things I do know. And then I could like hear you cry. She goes, Uno, your mother is is evil. He does. Didn't you just talk about how you yeah, don't like me to like throw it, Smith? Why? I don't understand. He does. She doesn't really care about you. All she cares about is herself. And maybe that bizarre baby doll she's carrying around. Yeah, so Creamy, of course, gets really mad because she's like, Bellissima is beautiful. Yeah, and I, I'm on her side. I agree. So they're still pulling on her. And, like, Chucky is like, what the fuck? Finally. So before the whole Uno Idos part, which frustrated me, Tookie is like, what are you guys talking about? Like, she's like, what are you both hiding? Yes. Right? Um, and I'm like, okay, finally, Tookie says, like, something. And she, like, asks for something, right? She just, like, says something clearly and, like, coherently and, like, just directly, <laughs> which yeah. is not normal. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not her, not her. 
Not her usually. Um, so Creamy's like, don't worry about it. It's ancient history. It doesn't concern you. And Chucky's like, of course it concerns me. And she wriggles her arms. I'm caught in the middle. So basically like this whole like tug of war back and forth was all done for the benefit of like Chucky literally saying I'm caught in the middle because she's, <laughs> yeah. because we're, we're incapable of understanding like any sort of like uh metaphor right like she needs to literally be caught in the middle right um (laughs) so and also you know what like she okay so like i I finally like crystallized why this all annoys me she's being tugged around she wants to know about whatever they're hiding and then it says she deserves to know it was time for the truth so we're supposed to feel like tookie is really owed something because she is caught in the middle but she wasn't caught in the middle until just now and physically right but if we right. had seen little glimpses of this mystery prior right like the belladonna like even mentioning like oh your mother like ask your mother for the truth or something like that prior like as she's tormenting Toki or something like that right. if Toki had basically any awareness of a larger mystery about her that concerned the fight of all of these like high powered women above her mm-hmm. prior then a lot of this would feel like earned earned or like it would feel like refreshing because finally like we're seeing the shape of the thing right like here's the mystery here's your chance Tookie. like ask the question that we've been asking the entire time but all of this has manifested in literally the past two chapters and like yeah we'll find out that like of course there's like a backstory to all of this because of course like this is all just a setup to lead to a big reveal yeah right but like I don't know, like, Toki feeling like she deserves this, like, the whole caught in the middle thing really lacks any sort of weight because it's just manifesting just now. And you're right, it's literally, it feels like a badly acted play, right? Like, right. The, the tugging, I'm, I'm in the middle. Like, the audience goes, nyak, nyak, nyak. she is in the middle. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's just so heavy-handed. And I really think that, unfortunately, once again, if she had used CL as a foil to the Belladonna, like, I think she should have, where she yeah. wasn't sure who to trust she could have felt like she was in the middle her whole time in model land so she could have said in this moment like i'm in the middle of this again i've been in the middle this whole time i know there's something going on about me you guys have to tell me what it is i'm sick of this i'm sick of being tugged in different directions not physically but like metaphorically because like if she wasn't sure who to trust between the belladonna and ciel if they had been trying to like direct her in like their own um for their own purposes the whole time it would have been so much more poignant but nothing happened before this like when i'm thinking back to it like literally we've had like almost 500 pages of nothing yeah yeah we are on page 498 and like we're like this is what's frustrating about all the revelations that are to come because they're like some cool shit's about to happen but it it plainly it but it basically makes it so obvious that like none of it was really set up and none of it though interesting was actually pulled upon for the rest of the book and i'm like what have we been doing for 500 pages like i can't right. even remember i can't even remember either and like there's been no reveal about like Tookie being special or capable in any way it's like yeah. if we had all of the hunger games and katniss hid in a tree the whole time and like fell out and basically got trampled on by like one of the other districts and was just like uh the whole time like there's no there's no character development there's no nothing (laughs) about her that sort of like flourished throughout this whole 
book. Hey, um, she what did she learn? <laughs> what did she learn? I don't know. I don't know. But finally, Tookie is like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. This cracked me up. Basically, the way that Tookie De La Creme devises finding out the solution is that she's, remember, she's being physically pulled upon. And each time someone pulls upon her, she, like, takes a step, like, towards the door. This and is so it stupid. the entire fight to, like, move with her. And finally, when she gets to the, the corridor, she breaks free and, like, runs down. Which, I don't know why she couldn't have just broken free and then run down the hallway, but Tyra's so specific. She, like, she, like, shivvies the whole fight. Like, they all, like, they all, like, in, it reminded me of, like, a potato sack race or, like, a three-legged yeah. race. Like, the three women, like, they all move towards the hallway. Toki makes a break for it and she runs to... If you'll remember the the flashback females, yeah, you'll remember them from. They had their own episode basically where they are like these three telepathic women that have like beehive hairdos that like show you flashbacks. And mm-hmm. at the time, we were like, "What the fuck is this doing here?" This is why the flashback females exist. It yeah. is only here so that. Tyra can like rip off like the pensieve from Harry Potter basically mm. and have an interactive flashback. Right. Like, that's what we're that's what's about to like happen. Right. It's really unfortunate because like all of this is so stupid and I don't know what else I was <laughs> expecting, but I'm sad. Basically, um she runs away, they find the flashback females and Tookie is like I need to know the truth. Oh, also before this whole thing happened, uh, Tookie had this, like, internal dialogue about Creamy and how little she knew her and how her mother was, like, one big mystery, how, like, like Tookie was just a waste of time and dead weight to her. And I'm like, why is she just thinking about this now? Like, she's known this the whole time. Like, yeah. why is this a revelation? Like, you know Creamy didn't give a shit about you from the beginning. Like, you right. heard her talking to your dad about, like you going and being a factory worker like i don't understand why she's having this sort of like internal dialogue about no, it it's just, it's now. just it's, you know tyra probably got a note that like hey dear there's no setup for this and instead of thinking ah well a well-rounded human would probably have thought about this a lot leading into the scene tyra just throws it into the actual chapter yeah because she like- needs to be angry in order to ask right. for the truth. Right. right. But we but we as writers, and by we I mean Tyra didn't want to do the actual work of creating an angry girl. She just wanted a blank canvas everywhere else. This is why Tookie is like a doll in this entire book, because she never actually has any internalized feelings about things. She's just kind of vacant of them until she needs to react to something, and then suddenly she'll have like a very brief, you know, reaction to something and then it's over. Yeah. It's it's pretty wild. So Chucky, they get into the room. Everybody tumbles in after Chucky, as always. Everybody needs to be in the same room at once. Chucky approaches the female closest to her and says, I deserve to know what happened between these two. Um, And she frowns. The female frowns and says, and by the way, they're called the females. I don't like using that word, but that's what they're called in the book. And and they're like, it's not your flashback. Only the one who's part of the flashback um, may access it. So then Creamy's like, so then I'll do it. And the Belladonna's like, don't you dare. (laughs) The Belladonna goes, don't listen to her. The Belladonna screams. She glared at Tookie's friends, Anciel. All of you, you must leave with me now. And um, then the next line is immediately Tookie and her friends ran towards the door. <laughs> like, t- 
Chucky has just gone through all the trouble of dragging the entire cast of Monoland here, and the Belladonna tells her to leave, and they all leave. They all, like, go to run. And <laughs> I cannot believe she wrote this. Like, I, yeah, why? Crazy. It is literally deranged. It's like, so it is deranged. so psychotic. Like, she says, the place was in chaos, but still. They knew they couldn't disobey the Belladonna. They've been disobeying what? her this entire time. Dylan was just fucking mooning someone in front of her. Like, what are you talking about? Right. This- we can't disobey her. We're like ass out obeying the Belladonna. And you know why they had them do this? It's only because all of them run to the door and everyone makes it out of the room except for Tookie and Ciel. And the Belladonna and Creamy and Persimmon. And these big doors shut suddenly, locking them all inside. But not, like, basically, this is just a way to get rid of uh, the other three Unicas. Like, they just needed to not be in the scene. Tyra wanted them, like, outside of the scene for whatever reason. I think she didn't want to, like, write about them being participatory and, like, what's to come. But basically, like, yeah, that's the only reason. The, The Belladonna tells them to leave and they run. But it's only so that, like... Toki gets trapped inside with everyone else. But why she's running in the first place makes zero sense. I was so confused about that part. Like, I was like, what is going on? Who, what door? Where are they? Like, the door slammed. Who is where? I, I It was, <laughs> it was, it was described in such a bad yeah, and confusing you, way. You don't even need to be in the scene to begin with. Like, but Tara, like, you know, she makes sure they're there so they can, like, moon one another. And then, and then they have to go. So, yeah. I love the line where uh, the doors lock and <laughs> Belladonna's like, open the doors! And Persimmon's like, you know we can't open the doors. We can't lift them until the flashback is over. You know that. You put these doors here. <laughs> and Creamy's like, yes! She hissed triumphantly. triumphantly. If, this is, if this is what she wanted all along, why didn't she just go into this room to begin with? Like, with all the girls. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, why even go see the Belladonna? Like... I guess to ask her to reinstate Miracle or whatever the fuck. Whatever it is, yeah. So, um, so, the, so the flashbacks, like... It begins. Begin. And Tookie's like, here we go. She thought nervously, am I really ready for this? Oh like, my god, oops. shut up. Okay, just shut up. You didn't care about this until a second You don't ago. know what's gonna happen, bitch. Like, you have right. no idea. Zero theories, zero speculation from Tookie about what's to come. And She's not even thinking if- about the paternity thing, like... Nothing. Nothing. Not nothing. A thought Tookie behind those like, two colored eyes. No, heterochromia has never looked so vapid. Anyhow, the the flashback begins, and we're we're brought to model land, but like olden days model land, where the Bellas wore skirts instead of trousers, <laughs> and, and there's a stadium. The stadiums, the old stadium, is there, but it's made out of ancient rocks. Incredible! What the fuck <laughs> is this? <laughs> And, and, like, Ciel and Tookie, like, cling to one another. I really didn't see Ciel and Tookie as, like, the sort of the actual central pair of this novel. I thought it was going to be, like, Tookie and her friends. But, no, the whole book is about Ciel and Tookie. Mm-hmm. And, like, so they're together here at the end um, witnessing these, like, big revelations. And they're basically watching a flashback of Creamies. Yes. So, so we see a beautiful girl and she's like 18 and she's talking to this other blonde girl and they're talking about one of their classes and they're like really excited. And, um, then another girl comes up to them in a familiar dress. 
um, that we have seen before. And one of the girls' name is LaDonna. And yeah. Tookie's like, oh my god, is that the Belladonna's real name? And LaDonna, like, the reason we know that she's the Belladonna is because, A, she has similar physical descriptors as, like, olive skin and, um, and dark hair. And also she's singing a lot. She can't yeah. stop singing. She's just, which if you remember, the Belladonna like won't stop like giving operatic performances. So LaDonna clearly, so we've clocked LaDonna as like young Belladonna. So we're, Tyra's making it real easy to map these things. Yes. The other girls are Percy, who were quickly like, oh. It's Persimmon. Persimmon. Yeah, like, which I didn't see that. I didn't think Persimmon was going to factor so deeply into, like, the history of these characters. Yeah. I thought she was just sort of, like, a kind of a trivial side character. But no, she's, like, one of the, like, there's, like, a triple. There's, uh, sorry, there's three girls in this flashback. She's one of them. I didn't see that coming. So, LaDonna is, like, playfully smacking the blonde, it says. <laughs> and um, calls her Little Miss Future Triple Seven. So, yeah. Persimmon is very beautiful we're guessing like um and sort of like the the perfect one so then the third girl so that you mentioned the third girl runs up she's got a familiar dress on that's an important thing to know and she's also dancing a lot so she's like spinning around Mm -hmm. like doing twirls and kicks and because that's a personality trait and a genetic one at that right (laughs) everyone knows oh this is probably creamy right like this is gonna be this is gonna be because remember creamy has to be in the scene it's her flashback right and she's talking about how like oh my god this dress is perfect it's like guru applesauces like made it specially for me and uh and the girls are like you look great you're definitely gonna be chosen to be a seven wearing that lada (laughs) her name is lada or her nickname is lada someone in the room gasps it says and uh, Pers- Persimmon is in the corner and she's upset and Tookie's like is she Percy? Like yes, duh bitch obviously. And then Tookie starts realizing that the brunette girl is really familiar to her and that the dress that she's wearing looks exactly like the one that Creamy picked out for Miracle um, for T-Dodd and she even she had even said that it was a vintage dress and so Tookie it says Tookie's stomach turned over as the weight of what she just discovered fully hit her Lada was creamy her mother the Belladonna yeah go and creamy and the Belladonna and Persimmon had once been best friends on their way to becoming Intoxabella's at Modeland. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. So that's where the chapter ends. But I want to talk about a few things that yes. just got said of this. So there's something so annoying to me about the phrase, Tookie's stomach turned at the weight of what she just discovered. She didn't discover anything. Tookie is literally being shown like uh, like the spark notes of Model Land in yes. flashback format. Like she's basically watching like a here's the here's what's going on. Like no discovery whatsoever. And again, like she had to be she was physically dragged into this. Well, actually no, she physically dragged people With into her, a corridor yeah. near the room. <laughs> yes. So that's like the that's the extent of it. But like it just drives me crazy because, again, like, this larger mystery is coming to light about, like, Creamy and the Belladonna. And, like, none of this was seeded into, like, any of these characters so far. And part of me wonders if that's the case or if I'm just forgetting because this book is so long and dense and full of other things that, like, 
I kind of want to go back to the earlier chapters and really look at like all the things that Creamy's saying about like because I think I remember her like not liking the Belladonna. Like I think I remember her saying some shit about like the Belladonna is like stupid, right? And like we're at this point supposed to be like, oh, it all makes sense, but I don't know whose mind could retain all of that Nobody's... and connect these things in a significant way, right? And we've been taking notes too, we're, <laughs> yeah. like taking notes. R- r- talking about the book and then listening to the episodes and we still can't remember Uh, one thing i will say i did think persimmon was going to be more important because i remember there was one scene where she's sort of like i think having a conversation with the belladonna or something and i'm like why is persimmon sort of like in the sauce like this like why is she like sort of right and why is she having like a deep like important conversation with the belladonna when she's supposed to be like essentially a servant right like who's looked down upon um so in that moment i sort of i think i remember in that episode when it happened i was like what if persimmon is like the bad person or something what if she's more important than like what we think so i kind of had an inkling of that but it was just from like one chapter basically but i agree with you like it's not like, what do we know of the Belladonna? That she sings and she's a statue. Like, we don't know her as a person. Like, we've just seen her face for the first time. We've never seen Tookie interact with her or have, like, a special relationship with her. Like, it would have been so much more sort of impactful, in my opinion, if the Belladonna had spent her entire time trying to, like, poison Tookie against Creamy or something. Yes, or, right. like, use her against her in some way. But at the same time, it's like, we don't need somebody to poison her against Creamy. Creamy's already a fucking asshole. Like, she's already horrible. Here's how how you do it. Like, you make the Belladonna, instead of, like, a big bitch. Everyone in the book's a big bitch if they're not Tookie, right? Like, instead what you do is you make the Belladonna, like, uh, a mentor to Tookie. In the way that we sort of want to see to be. Because, like, if you're going to set the Belladonna to be opposed to Creamy, she has to counter what Creamy says about Tookie to Tookie. Which is that, like, you're ugly, you're terrible. So the Belladonna instead, because remember, she's the one that says Tookie needs to be a model and She should be like, no, you're wonderful, you've got hidden talents, like, and she should take special care to, like, foster that. And it'll really be the one to kind of, like, get Tookie to believe in herself. Like, that right. would have been the way to get them to be oh, opposed. in this moment, then it could have been, like, Tookie being like, wait, like, all along, like, you two have been using me to, like act out Bingo. some ages old you know bout between one another like i need to know what is actually going on here did like, you ever would... really believe in me too or did you just do this to get me to stay here to make to to make creamy upset yeah are you using me to get back at my mom did you ever think i had what it took or were you or, or like or do i actually even belong here or are you just falsely manipulating things to keep me here away from my mother like there's a ton to dig into here and uh no, none of it. No, <laughs> none of it. None of this is true. I mean, like, what? I don't even remember why we're talking about this. Just, I don't know. Somebody had the idea to start a podcast. <laughs> yes, true. It's fucking me. How did we get here? Thanks, Clarabel. Okay, all right. I think I know this, but do you have a rose and a thorn? I think we probably both have the same rose. Uh, let me think. Give me a second. There's I'll just... Give you, I'll give you a hint. Mm. Okay, look at me. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, alright. I loved the boo line in the beginning. I really did. I'm gonna go ahead and say that my rose is... Yeah. 
Tookie just like speaking like a normal human being and asking for something like it's yeah. such a low bar but like could you imagine if she hadn't even done that by this point like it would have been like what why yeah this yeah. is a New York Times bestselling book this is how you know everybody listening that publishing decides what books are hits it's not about no who, like there are books that do well because people love them and there are books that do well because publishing says they're going to do well and they do everything in their power put a lot of money towards it have a celebrity all of that stuff this book was a new york times bestseller and it is definitely the worst thing i've ever read and (laughs) i read handbook for mortals so just keep that in mind it's worse than handbook for mortals oh it's a hundred percent worse than Handbook. it's really wow yeah because handbook for mortals was really bad but like At least the main character had some sort of agency in that book. Like, she got up, she left her house to go to Vegas because she wanted to be a performer. Like, she had wants. She did things. She went after the the things that she wanted. Like, she was very annoying. And it's super Mary Sue. But, like, at the same time, she, she, she did stuff. She spoke up for herself. Like, she yelled at people. Like... I don't know. I I just feel like if I had to put them up against each other in a fight, what was her name? Zephyrini? I don't remember. Oh, Something, yeah. Zamboni, oh, no. something with a Z. She um she would she would <laughs> kick Tookie's ass. Zephyrini. Yes. <laughs> if oh my god that yeah wow it's all coming back to you now. So is so is us reenacting it and me in that wig. I was oh. just like I I was having flashbacks yeah, to that's, that moment ago. That that for everyone who doesn't know, that's what we did for my birthday. We read the uh, Handbook for Mortals uh, screenplay um, <laughs> for like seven hours on Zoom. It was great. there were yeah, costume we... changes, there were background changes. It was incredible. Oh my the god, best... I forgot about the background. <laughs> it was the best birthday of my life. It was a Zoom birthday, but it was incredible. Um, so that's okay, so cool. that's my rose and my yeah. phone. What could I pick? <laughs> There's so much. Um, I'm. I feel like I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm inundated with thorns to pick a, from. A bounty of thorns. A bounty of thorns. Um, sounds like a YA book. I'm gonna go ahead and say Tookie's uh, shimmy plan to get out of the room. <laughs> um, there are much worse ones, but that one just was really, really bad. Yeah. I think, you know, off of that point, I think my thorn is the Belladonna being like, all of you leave at once, and Tookie <laughs> unshimmying out of the yeah. room, and the door is slamming down. And... What a fucking dumbass. That was so stupid. So stupid. Why would they listen to her? They haven't been listening to her up until now, but they knew they couldn't disobey, and that was so so clumsy poo poo on you Tyra my rose is the the seductive ghost I I laughed out loud in in a big way when yeah that was really funny that was really funny and you had even texted me like you're gonna scream when you get to the second line of the chapter so I was like ready for something and I still wasn't ready for that line that really that really made me howl it's it's so funny it's really good yeah (laughs) oh Jesus Christ oh Um, I just want to, ahead of uh, next week's episode, I just want to tell everyone to quickly do a quick cross-check on your seatbelts. Make sure that when they buckle, they are secure, because next week's episode promises to be the wildest episode of Model Land yet. Clarabelle and I have both skimmed ahead a little bit just to like see what we were in store for, and 
we both agree it's uh, it's going to be quite the doozy. So just, I don't know, start hydrating now because you're going to be crying a lot. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. And we are, we're almost at the finish line. We've got about five chapters left. Um, we're on page, the next chapter starts at page 503. And the book ends at, let's see, boop, 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 boop. 563. 563 yeah so we're almost done um and then we have the uh acknowledgements which are 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 very long yeah the acknowledgements are single space and they're in a totally different like font they're like it's a smaller font so the book actually gets longer per page as it is incredible just the gift that keeps on giving (laughs) the gift that won't stop (laughs) giving oh god well we love you, hot queens. If you would like to follow us on social media, which you totally should, help us boost the podcast, find more listeners. You can find us on Twitter at Bad Author Pod, on Instagram at Bad Author Book Club. All of our episodes are up on anchor.fm slash Bad Author Book Club. Our website's badauthorbookclub.wordpress.com. And just a reminder to like and review and uh, let others know about the show if you're having a good time and find us on Discord. We would love to hear all of your thoughts about model land and about us and how hot we are yes especially that part especially that part if you'd like to follow me ryan on insta twitter or tiktok my handle is the ryan lasala and you can pre-order my upcoming book the honeys out august 16th wherever books are sold if you pre-order it from a list of independent bookstores which i have to put on my site i will try to put on my site soon uh, you will get a free complimentary bottle of Royal Blue Nail Polish. That Ooh. just got announced the other day, and I'm so excited about it. I want a bottle real bad. Okay. You, will, you will be getting one. <laughs> um, if you want to follow me, Clarabelle, I'm on Insta, Twitter, and TikTok at Clarabelle underscore Ortega. Um, my website is ClarabelleOrtega.com, and you can buy my book, Witchlings, um, and my book, Ghost Squad, right now. And please pre-order my graphic novel, Frizzy, which is out October 8th from first second yay love it love it support us buy our books we need lip gloss yes and we will be i think we're gonna try to do live listens of the last three episodes of the podcast um but in order for you to do that you have to join our discord um because that's where we'll be doing it um so uh the link will be in our show notes and we can't wait to see you there Thanks for listening, Hot Queens. We love you. Biggest kisses, Hot Queens. See you next week. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.